Hey everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Kids, This is Titans Talk with Kaysen, a very official Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my mom. We are back in the studio. It's a great day. Again, the sun is shining. The birds are singing. And the Titans the are Titans. eight and two. Yes! Um, <laughs> Say it again. The Titans are eight and two. What, what? Well, we are just having a phenomenal season. I cannot believe it. Here we are sitting at eight and two. This is what we wanted. This is what we told people last week that we needed to have happen. The Titans needed all of the energy brought to Nissan Stadium. And the Titans fans brought it, would you say? Yeah. I mean, there were a, there was a lot of black and gold there, but it w- but the Titans fans just brought the energy, lifting the team up, uh, helped grind out that win. And I just thought that one of the big reasons that the Titans have been successful is their fans. They, oh, 100%. Because, I mean, like, uh, they're they're cheering at home games. I mean, we saw how many fans were in Indy and L.A. Mm-hmm. They're they're with the team. They are fully engaged, and they want to see this team succeed and represent Nashville in the Super Bowl. Yes, 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 yes. Let's talk Super Bowl. Let's keep talking. However, um, I think we. I mean, I, I want to talk about the Super Bowl, but, but we've got to finish the season. Well, we just got to win the next game. Yeah, right. I mean, That's the mentality. It's of the all team. about going one and zero every week. Exactly. And as Coach Dave McGinnis, a.k.a. Coach Mack, always says that each week is basically a one-week season, and that's all they need to focus on. So, Kaysen, are you ready to break down this past week's game for your listener? Yeah, so our sixth win in a row, our fifth win in a row against a 2020 playoff team, and this time it was over the New Orleans Saints in our house, which was the final score of 23-21 to Titans. And Sunday's win was the 200th win in Titans history, and the Titans became just the second team in NFL history to win five straight games against playoff teams from the previous seasons. The last team to do it was the 2003 Philadelphia Eagles, and so that's pretty crazy. The Titans are making history. I love it that we are making history, and, you know, Titans need to be in the history books, in my opinion. Everybody's sleeping on the Titans, and... Honestly, that's okay. We like to be kind of the underdog, right? Yeah. I think we fight better. We, The guys like like it to be underneath the radar. So our current AFC South standings is the Titans at number one with yes. eight and two. The Colts, <laughs> number two at five and five. The Jaguars, number three at two and seven. And the Texans at one and eight uh, in last place. And we are still currently number one in the AFC by two games. That's incredible. Yeah. So, Kaysen, what was your favorite play of the game? Can you do you have one? Yeah. So it was the at the beginning of the second half. The, mm-hmm. uh, it was the Saints wide receiver came out from the end zone, and then it was a fumble. Um, the Titans linebacker knocked it out, nice. and who was the linebacker? Dylan Cole. Yes, that's yeah. right. Dylan Cole. He is brand new to the team. He tweeted out that he said it was better than where he watched the game from last week, which was on his couch. Yeah. And he is with the Titans and caused a fumble. Way to go, Dylan Cole. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to Dylan Cole. But <laughs> And then it's a, uh, a one-yard touchdown by Michael Pruitt, um, which Let's the Titans up. for 85. Yeah. It put the Titans up 20-6 to six and just gave the momentum. Incredible, incredible stuff right there. Honestly, I think if that play did not happen, the Titans probably would not have won the game. 
Yeah, it's possible. I think you're right. So that was, a, again, a big game changer f- uh, for the Titans by Dylan Cole. Yeah. Yeah. So what about your your favorite plays, Mom? Uh, yep, you remembered. I have more than one. Um, you know, all of the defensive sacks, all of my favorite. So we're going to combine all of them into one play. There were four total, two by Big Jeff, Jeffrey Simmons. One by Naquan Jones, which was his first ever in the NFL. Congratulations, Naquan. Yeah. And one by Harold Landry. And the other favorite play of mine was the Tannehill touchdown with the Tana roll and Ben Jones with his impersonation of it right behind Tannehill. If you have not seen that listener, you need to Google it. It is so awesome. Ben has a fantastic impersonation of Ryan for that. And also, according to TennesseeTitans.com senior editor and writer Jim Wyatt, Ryan Tannehill completed passes to 11 different players on offense on Sunday. That was a season high, surpassing the previous high of nine pass recipients on four previous occasions this season. Again, Titans are breaking records. Yeah. I love it. But 11 different players. 11 different players. That is insane. Yeah. I mean, how is that possible? It's the Titans. There you go. There you go. And a special shout out to Randy Bullock for his perfect game and his phenomenal year since he signed with the Titans to the active roster on September 15th this year. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to number 14, Randy Bullock. Big Randy. Well, listener, we could go on and on about Sunday's game against the Saints, but go over to the Titans podcast network on TennesseeTitans.com and tune in to the OTP4D, the official Titans podcast with Mike Keith, Amy Wells, and Titans Radio's Rhett Bryan for an awesome breakdown of the whole game. Find their show along with two other fantastic podcasts from the Titans, Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast and Out of Bounds podcast with Jamie Robinson. That's right. She is the wife of our general manager, John Robinson, and Abby Flitner. Find them all on Tennessee Titans Podcast Network on TennesseeTitans.com or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the show right now. Yeah. So from our friend, Mr. Jim Wyatt, and his article, Six Things That Set Out for the Titans in the Win Over the New Orleans Saints on TennesseeTitans.com. Marcus Johnson steps up. Julio Jones is on injured reserve, sadly. On Sunday, receiver A.J. Brown was held to just one catch for 16 yards. The Titans need someone to step up in the passing game, and that someone ended up being receiver Marcus Johnson. Against the Saints, Johnson had five catches for 100 yards, including a 50-yard reception. Every time the Titans needed a play in the passing game, it seemed like number 88 was there to make it. It was huge, Titans coach Mike Rabel said of Johnson's performance. It was what we needed to see for Marcus. I think Marcus needed to see a little bit of that for himself. Johnson said the game was a confidence booster for him, but most importantly, it helped the team. Inconsistent offense. Okay, let's let's face it. It wasn't a pretty good chunk of the day on offense for the Titans. The Titans managed just 3 of 12 on third down tries, which is 25%. And 17 first downs. The Titans managed just 66 yards on the ground and an average of 2.3 yards per carry. 
The Titans had four three and outs, and aside from the 50-yard pass from Johnson, the Titans' offense didn't really make a lot of plays downfield. The Saints deserve credit for making things tough on the Titans, but Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill knows the team needs to be better. Obviously, we've got some stuff to clean up, said Tannehill, who completed 19 of 27 passes for 213 yards and a touchdown on the day. But I'm never going to apologize for a win. I'm proud of our guys. We battled through. We, we were able to make some plays when it counted and come away with a win. Proud of our guys. Stepping up and finding a way to come away with a win. Honestly, Mr. Jim is just such a great rider, and he I like how he just keeps it real, doesn't sugarcoat it, because, yeah. I mean, ever since they lost Derrick Henry, the offense has been struggling. They have, um, and thankfully the defense has stepped up. But, yeah, we um, we always like to highlight some of Mr. Jim Wyatt's articles from TennesseeTitans.com. He does such a great job. Um, and now I think we're going to move right on to some Titans trivia. This is kind of a super episode because, you know, I feel like our episodes are getting a little bit longer every week, and that's because not a bad Because there's so thing. much new. And I know. So much exciting news. Yes, exactly. There's so much to share, and we're trying to um, – condense it as much as possible, but we just can't stop talking about all of the amazing things that the Titans are doing. So with that, we have some Titans trivia. Yeah, so from NFL on CBS, the only players with double-digit sacks, tackles for a loss, and QB hits this season. Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns, TJ Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Titans own Harold Landry. And on that same note, from Corey Curtis uh, News to Nashville on Twitter, if Jeffrey Simmons can get two and a half more sacks this season, the Titans will have two players, Big Jeff and Harold, with 10 plus sacks for the, for the first time since moving to Nashville and the first time since 1993 in the organization. From the 1993 Oilers, Sean Jones with, three, with 13 sacks and William Fuller with 10 sacks. I honestly think that both of these guys will pass Sean Jones' record. Uh, yeah, it's looking that way. Oh, 100%. From Justin Graver of Titans Film Room on Twitter, the 8-2 Titans have the longest active win streak in the NFL at 6, with 5 straight at ho- coming against 2020 playoff teams. Which you mentioned earlier. Yep. And are in a three-way tie with the Green Bay Packers and Arizona Cardinals for the best record in the league. That's crazy! It is crazy. Up there with Kyler and uh, Aaron, that's that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. They have had the toughest schedule played thus far, and the most injuries of any team in the NFL. And there's been 82 players on the Titans team this season. The record is 84. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. We're two away from having the most amount of players ever. That's crazy. Yeah, for one season. And Coach Vrabel has done an amazing job managing all of it. Yeah. Well, our NFL football fast fact. What yeah. do we what do we got? Yeah, so from Wikipedia, in 2017, the NFL shortened overtime from 15 minutes to 10 minutes for preseason and regular season games with the intent of reducing the risk of injury. As of week 10 of 2021, a total of 62 regular season games went into overtime under these rules. 5 8.0% of which ended in a tie. 2018 had two games that ended in a tie. Pittsburgh versus Cleveland tied at 21 on September 9th, 2018. And one week later, the Vikings and the Packers tied at 29-29. 2019 had one game with the Lions and the Cardinals tied for 23. 
and 2020 had one game between the Bengals and the Eagles tying 23-all. And so far in 2021, the Lions have just had another tie game this past Sunday against the Steelers with a tie of 16-16. Well, it's time. Your favorite time that you love for me to announce. Yeah. It is Mr. Jim Wyatt's Bridges Report. Brought to you by... Mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. No. (laughs) Every week, it'll be the same. Brought to you by your mom. Take it away, Mr. Jim. This is Jim Wyatt of TennesseeTitans.com, and this week's Britches Report is... Navy jerseys and light blue britches. I really liked this combination last week. I love the light blue pants. We love anything light blue. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a winning combination again. I totally agree. Let's go, right? Yeah, let's go. High five to that. A Bridges Report would not be complete without some awesome facts from our friend Rob Naylor at Titans Unitracker on Twitter and Instagram. So the navy jersey and light blue britches is the ninth time that the Titans have ever worn this combination. And all time we are... Six and two at home, we are six and one. And in the new combination of uniforms since 2018 release, we are three and one. This is the first time this season that the Titans have worn any of the same uniform back to back. And the Titans went back to back with uniform combinations three times last season week one and week two with white jerseys, navy blue britches. And then again in weeks five and six, where they had monochromatic navy. And then in weeks 16 and 17, where they went back to the white jerseys and navy blue britches. And this is the first time wearing it versus the Texans and the eighth different uniform combination worn against them. Shout out again to Rob Naylor at Titans Unitracker for all of these fantastic uniform statistics that we all live for every week. It's time for the 7th graders forecast and Kaysen's keys to the game against the Texans. Thank you. Take it away. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. As you said, we are, we are playing the Houston Texans. The uh, Sorry. <laughs> The Texans have not really looked like how we've seen them in the past years, these no. uh, these couple of seasons. They have not, and it's actually okay. It's yeah. kind of refreshing. Yeah, I was tired of seeing all those banners hung up in Houston of the AFC <laughs> South champs. I'm really tired, especially yeah. when we went there. Yeah. But anyway, this is a new team. They don't have Deshaun Watson. Instead, they have quarterback Tyrod Taylor, who had struggled last week against Miami after coming back. Uh, he threw this one interception, which I don't know if you saw. He he threw it to along the sidelines, but it went just went right to a Dolphins player. He didn't really have to move. Oh, no, I did not pay attention. It was just not a good throw. Oh. So I want the Titans to capitalize on um, Tyrod Taylor the, throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really think the secondary is going to have a good day. They were they struggled last week against New Orleans, but I, I think they're going to have a good game this week against this Texans passing game that sh- – has just been struggling really bad. So what do you think the keys to the game are? What what do we really need to focus on? Um, I my first key is Music City Maulers. Oh, and okay. that's my new name. That's actually my dad called calls the front for that. But yeah. So shout out to my dad for the for the name Music City Maulers. The the name of the front four. Yes. Uh, Autry, Tart, 
um, Simmons and Landry. They have just been absolutely terrorizing quarterbacks. Love it. Um, around the league. Had four sacks last week, mm-hmm. which was pretty incredible. Yep. And I just want to see uh, more sacks against this uh, just absolutely de- depleted Texans O-line, which, has not, again, has not looked um, – how they how they've been these last few years. So I just want to see them capitalize on that. Maybe get some uh, turf stains on Tyrod's jersey. Yes. And just want to and a little bit of red, a little bit of blue from yeah. the Fireball logo. Yeah. In the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just on that white jersey. I just want to see uh, the Titans get all gritty up in there. Yeah, I love it. My second key is offensive improvement. The offense has just been inconsistent these last few games and just facing so many challenges, obviously with Derrick Henry being out and just kind of struggling to gain yards. But I think that they can capitalize on this defense, which has been struggling. Mm -hmm. I think Tannehill needs to um, be more mobile in the pocket, not um, just be frozen. He thinks I think he needs to get a scramble a lot more. Mm -hmm. Another thing is that um, I want to see Dante Foreman and Adrian Peterson just get nastier running the ball. I mean, I know AP's older, but I still want to see him uh, gain some yards upfield because that's that's the reason why we got him. And also, um, this receiving core, they do not have Julio Jones, but I believe in Marcus Johnson. He can't possibly be the, guy, the go-to guy um, when Julio's not in. So I just want to see him get some more receptions. And AJ, he only had one catch, so... He did. But I think that, you know, listening to what we, I mean, just remembering what we talked about earlier, that there was 11 different players that Ryan connected with this past game. Yeah. Number one, Ryan wasn't feeling good. He even said it in press conference after the game that he still wasn't feeling good. He had an illness. Um, was it the stomach bug? I believe so. Man, the stomach bug has really been hitting football. Mm-hmm. Like with... Uh, did you see that University of Georgia? A lot of players got the stomach bug. I did, and they see couldn't that. they couldn't play in Knoxville. Yeah, that's bad. That's... Um, and so, you know, sending out healing energy to Ryan and to really all the players that are still struggling with uh, injuries or illnesses. But I think that what was happening on Sunday is that everybody was kind of targeting AJ, or they were trying to, you know, they thought that AJ was going to be getting the ball. So I think it opened up other opportunities for other players. So it will be interesting to see this week what happens, especially with the run game, like you mentioned. And in addition to that, I think that, yeah, Marcus Johnson is bringing in a a really, well, I hope he has another great game. Yeah. Yeah. I think it should be, uh, it should be good. So um, any other keys to your game? Or keys to the game? Yeah, I have one final key, and this is for the fans, the hometown crowd. They, uh, ever since the Bills win, they have just been absolutely lighting up Nissan Stadium. They, oh, yes. They've, they are at least 25%, no, not 25%, 45% of the Titans winning games. Uh, they've been going out to away games, and especially games here in Nashville. I've been starting to see less visiting team fans, mm-hmm. um, which... As, which is great because, I mean, I expected so many Buffalo fans to show up, which, I mean, there were, and so many Saints fans to show up, which there were. But I think that, um, as Mike Vrabel said, that the, that the home crowd is just drowning out the noises. Yeah. And they just want to see their team win. And I would say that that caused the offense to go off sides a couple of times, the level of noise that was going on when, the defense, when our defense was up. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. A couple of false starts thanks to the crowd. Yeah. 
Um, well, those are excellent keys. Lots of things to look forward to for this coming this coming game. You never think that it's going to be an easy game. We just got to prepare. I think that the guys are doing a, a fantastic job from the coaching staff to the players and to everyone in between. I think we're going to see a really good game. Yeah. Well, here are the happenings at Nissan Stadium this Sunday. Former defensive lineman Javon Curse, he was number 90. He was also known as the Freak. Oh, yeah. Uh, he will be honored as the Titans' 12th Titan Sword of Honoree during gonna, the game. It's going to be awesome seeing those huge hands plunging in that sword. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. If you haven't seen how big his hands are, they're huge. We got to meet him one time. Yeah. Yeah, we got to meet him a couple of years ago at a Titans event. Such a nice person, and we're really excited for him to be honored this weekend. And this week's Titans Community Charity Drive for this game is Pet Supplies for Nashville Humane Association. Be sure to bring those to the different drop-off points around Nissan Stadium. And former Titans head coach Jeff Fisher and former GM Floyd Reese, who sadly passed away earlier this year, they will both be added to the franchise's ring of honor during a halftime ceremony at Sunday's game versus the Texans. It was really sad that Floyd passed away. Uh, so it's just, it's going to be awesome seeing him being honored at the ceremony because he brought in so many good players. And he worked with Jeff Fisher, so, and they put in a powerhouse team that brought them to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's going to be awesome to see him being honored. I think that it might be, I don't know. The timing is very interesting because I've heard a lot of comparisons to the 2000 team with the 2021 team in how the scores have been for the games, the play, the teams that we've been playing. I don't know. It's starting to line up. I would like to think that it's starting to line up like a Super Bowl, but maybe because we're honoring Jeff Fisher and uh, Floyd Reese that I'm thinking that. But yeah, either way, dreaming of a Super Bowl. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. This week's Listener of the Week shout-out goes to a new listener of the show who's actually a huge fan of the NFL and what he calls it, American football, um, but most especially the Tennessee Titans. He is Lewis Hine of Havant in Hampshire, England in the UK. Lewis has a really unique story. He was only 17 months old when he was first diagnosed with a brain tumor. Wow. I know, and has been battling illness ever since. After years of hospital treatment and being unable to attend school, Lewis was feeling isolated and alone, and so he founded a charity called A World with Friends to help other young people suffering with illness and disability come together and make friends. I think that's... That's super cool. Absolutely incredible, yes, and totally inspirational. Oh, yeah. Lewis's favorite player is Derek Henry, and he is sending Derek well wishes for his continued recovery. Tighten up, Lewis, and that is just an incredible story, and I'm and I'm grateful that you tuned into the show. So thank you. Be sure to find us on Instagram at Titans Talk with Kason. Send us a DM where you're listening from, and we might just mention you in a future episode. As always, like I said a few minutes ago, we are sending healing energy and positive vibes out to all of our players who are working through injuries, especially to King Derrick Henry. All right, fans, be sure to wear your two-tone blue if you're heading to the game at Nissan Stadium this Sunday. Wear it to support wherever you're tuning into the game. The media, well, still doesn't take us seriously, but 
That's okay. We like it that way. Titans need our energy to help us get to 9 and 2 this week. Let's go, tighten up. Let's go. Oh, man. I tell you, everybody's been counting us out. It doesn't matter. We're going to keep grinding. They're going to keep getting those sacks. I want to hear Mike Keith yelling sack like six times this game. You think we can do it? Yeah. I think we can Depleted do it. The Texans team. That's Let's right. Do it. That's right. And Titans fans are going to help this defense get it done. Titans offense, they're going to tighten up. I just know it. It's going to be an awesome game. Let's go. Let's go. Tighten up. I think we mentioned this was a supersized episode this week because we have another guest in the virtual studio. Our guest today was just featured during the pregame festivities on Sunday at Nissan Stadium. And he got to ride along with T-Rack as he took the field before the game. He's Donovis Odom, cheer captain for the Tennessee Titans cheerleaders. We had such a blast hanging out with Donovis in our virtual studio. It was a really great conversation. We actually recorded this on September 29th, so at the end of September, you might hear him reference um, a game that was earlier in the season, and that is why. Yeah. Um, honestly, Donovis is just a great guy. and So so much fun to talk to, and I'm, we're really lucky that he took some time out of his schedule. He has a really interesting story on how he became a, a cheerleader captain, and I'm so excited to share this conversation with you, listener. It was just, it was just very fun. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy our conversation with Donovis Odom. And don't forget to tighten up and be Tennessee tough. This episode is part of my series, My Life As, where I get to talk with people in the sports industry that I think have really cool jobs and share these with my listeners. So our guest today has a job where he literally gets paid to pump up a crowd every Sunday in front of 67 plus thousand people. And he has been part of a group of people that really, I think, are the unsung heroes of the team uh, on the field every week. He is the one, the only, Donovus Odom of the Tennessee Titans. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. (laughs) Welcome to the show. We're so happy you're with us today. Yes, I'm happy to be here. So we met you um, I think it was kind of a brief walk through the club level, maybe in 2019. Mm-hmm. But I remember it when the Titans decided that they were going to bring in male cheerleaders. And I thought that was just fantastic. And we're 100% here for it. But your energy that you have, even just in meeting you in person, I was just instantly drawn to you. So you. yeah, we're we're really hyped about you being here in the virtual studio today. For sure. No problem. I love being here. (laughs) So we're just going to go right in. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Well, growing up, I had a lot of dreams and aspirations. Um, At one point, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. At one point, I just wanted to be like a lawyer, you know, as weird as it might seem like a nine-year-old wanted to be a lawyer, but (laughs) I could argue my point. Um, (laughs) But I would say, I would say the one thing that really stuck was me wanting to go on to Broadway. I want to dance on Broadway. That's like one of my biggest pipe dreams or not pipe dreams. That's one of my biggest aspirations that I will for sure see through. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, I can see that too. <laughs> so did you like sports at all when you were growing up? I did. Like I said, I um, I started playing baseball when I was like 
old enough to play t-ball so whatever that age limit i mean age is i played t-ball up until fast pitch and you know it's t-ball slow pitch coach pitch then fast pitch so i did that and i just didn't really jive with it too much once i got older and you know i played basketball played football and you know i have the you know the knowledge of plenty of other sports but dance and cheerleading was like the one thing that stuck like i said again and it was just it's just so enjoyable for me um, it's the one thing that really came natural. Not that I don't like the challenge, but it really came natural. And the challenge for me in that facet now is for me to just be able to like add more flavor to the flavor that I have. Like it's like a meal that you just keep adding sides to. It's like you just never know how many more people you can serve. That's a great quote. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what uh, positions you played in uh, those sports? Yes. So. Only in baseball, I played actually on the team. The rest of them were all recreational, so every sport, every position. But um, in baseball, I played shortstop, third base, and left field just throughout my years. And do you remember how old you were when you quit? It was around 11 or 12 years old, around like those preteen years. Because mm-hmm. that's like when you start to realize what you do and don't like. <laughs> and things that you can ask for. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right where Casey's you're at figure right out now. Exactly what you want and what you don't want, or at least in that vicinity of what you what you think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite sport at all, like that you that you like to watch? Yes, my favorite sport to watch right now is football. As I mean, it just it is what it is. Football is my favorite to watch. Um, I cheered for football, baseball. No, I cheered for ba- football, basketball, and volleyball in college. So I have a hidden love for volleyball and basketball. I mean, it is what it is. People people love it, but that's just not something I really rock with the most. I mean, I'll watch it, but I get more entertainment out of football. Oh, that's cool. Now, where, that's did, you really go, cool. where did you go to college? Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. MTSU. Oh, nice. Yes. Right on with Kevin Byard. Yes, sir. Mayor of Murfreesboro. The mayor of Murfreesboro. <laughs> love it. I went to school with them, too. You really? did? Yeah, I did. We were walking around the campus at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I got to cheer for him on the football field and all that. And now you're cheering for him at the Titans. Uh-huh. That's so cool. And we have uh, myself, Brittany, the one that caught the 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 punt. I think it was a punt. Yeah, Last Brittany, year, right? To, yeah. Mm-hmm. She went to MTSU as well. And then our other captain, Zephanie, with the long blonde hair mixed mm-hmm. with a little bit of brown, light skin. Mm-hmm. She went to MTSU as well. And she was on dance team, and me and Brittany were both on the cheer team. That is amazing. That is really cool. I love that it, yeah. you're continuing <laughs> that journey with your friends, you know? Yeah, for sure. Four of you, really, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Kevin? <laughs> yeah, <Zephyr>. really. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. It was so funny. Like, um, when I was a senior at MTSU 2019, I was running for homecoming, and they were also doing him a, they were giving him like a, recognition like give him an award for all the accomplishments he's had in the community and as a titan and then Brittany and Zephanie also came to support me so all four of us were standing in the tunnel like hey we actually did something with our lives yeah <laughs> <laughs> look at us <laughs> yeah pretty cool yeah we just had that, that moment is I was so, like, wow. that is awesome <laughs> yeah that is really cool that's really cool yeah. mm-hmm. so when did the opportunity for cheerleading start for you when you were a teenager was there opportunities in high school yeah so my like history with dance and cheerleading goes back pretty far dance even further than cheer so 
with dance, I started dancing right after I stopped um, playing baseball. I started doing plays and doing musicals and just getting really in touch with my creative side and like painting, you know, doing anything that I could do as a creative. And then I joined a battle dance team. We traveled across the country. I did a couple of TV shows. I did a lot of competition shows and stuff like that. And then once I got to, yeah, once I got to MTSU, um, I started doing, no, story behind that was once I got to MTSU, I did not have enough money for MT. And I was like, huh, how am I going to get more money? I met some cheerleaders and I met the mascot and I intentionally went into be the mascot, but instead they needed more cheerleaders and I ended up cheering and mascotting at the same exact time for wow. my freshman and sophomore year. Yeah. So I would do half the game as a mascot and half the game as a cheerleader and just fluctuate between the two. Uh-huh. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> and that's, it just did. <laughs> it's called magic. <laughs> I, I can't, yeah, it just did. Like maybe like my uh, director at the time, she would just ask me, her name was Sarah. She just like, so do you feel like getting in the suit? If it was hot, I mean, most of the time it was no, but I would always at least get in the suit for like a quarter or maybe half time or something like that, or just maybe a whole half. And then the other half, I would be a cheerleader so that I could, you know, really just have fun doing that for a long period of time. So, it, and then um, the year after that, I decided to just be a cheerleader and we ended, they ended up bringing in like three guys and I think a girl to be, to rotate being the mascot. And I was able to give them a couple of pointers because I was running back and forth doing both. <laughs> But it before be being done. a cheerleader, yeah, before being a cheerleader, I had no experience cheering. I didn't have any tumbling or anything like that. At my very first audition to be a cheerleader, which I thought was going to be my mascot audition, I learned how to do a back tuck, a standing back tuck, where you just rotate backwards in the air with no hands. And um, the rest was history. I just started turning flips. And it just, like I said, it came naturally. These things, just it was just the one thing that just kind of was set in stone. Like, yeah, this is what I was able to do. This is what I meant to you do. You found your calling. You, yeah. You tapped into that gift you had. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so yeah. good. That's really cool. Yeah. That is so yeah. good, though. I'm totally in awe of people like yourself and the people that you cheer with on the athletic ability. I mean, it's serious conditioning it's a serious core yes. situation yes. and to to see what you guys do with your bodies and to uh, and then the energy that you bring on top of all of it you make it look like it's effortless yeah you know just smile it out yes you just smile it out that's exactly yeah. right <laughs> when we're going when we're doing our workouts as, as a team i'm always like you never know who's watching so just smile yeah yeah just look cute while you're doing it <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and and i think that that can apply to anything you know, Kaysen mm-hmm. has uh, just recently auditioned for his school play. Nice. And he just, yeah, just came up to me at the beginning or came up to me and my husband at the beginning of the school year and said, uh, they're having the school play and I want to audition to be a lead. He's not yes. acted before. He's never done anything in theater. Just throw and it out there. You did. I got the lead. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got to go out there, grin and bear it, and then you'll get whatever you put out there into the universe will come back tenfold. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so uh, we love the fact that you're here on our show sharing your experience with that exact thing. Right. Because what we hope is that the, our listener is going to hear that and and say, you know what, I have an idea to be to do something so so unconventional to what I'm used to doing. I think maybe I want to try to do 
whatever. Right. And they're going to listen to your story and say, hey, Donovan did it. I think I can do that. Exactly. You know? That's what it's so, about. Mm-hmm. I yes, posted something recently on my Facebook. Um, it was a picture that they just released from the last game. And it was me leading the line for a player intros. And it was just me standing backwards, but my hand was behind my back and I was waving my rally towel. And it was just like a surreal moment for me because I had, like, in previous seasons, I wasn't in the player intros line. Um, If you don't remember, I was on the end of the line, stunting Mm -hmm. and tumbling and stuff like that while while the players were running out. So this season, I actually got to be a part of that experience. And I posted, I said, somewhere a little boy is smiling proudly at this because it's just like I would I would love to be able to see that when like you said me being like younger and what I would tell myself something like that like just just do it you know what I mean because you never know what you can get out of it oh that's amazing and I know exactly who caught that photo I bet I bet it was Donald yeah, probably Donald. It's it's between a couple people, but probably Donald. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably Donald. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Donald. That's so awesome. And so tell us about the experience that you have had with the Titans. So when you know, tell us your story right there. When did you start working for them? Mm-hmm. And um we'll go from there. Okay. So back in 2018, fun story, the funnest story. So I was working at Journey. And it's just a shoe store. I mean, everybody knows Journeys. And I saw Zephny, the my friend that was a part of the team already. She had just finished her rookie season in 2017. She was becoming a vet. You know, she had just made the team. And they used to have this team called the Tighten Up Team. And it was basically like the unofficial cheerleading squad. We had the stunt bases that would come in and put the girls in the air, or we would tumble, or we would go into the audience to hype them up. If you're familiar with that, that's what I was a part of. So she came into the store and was like, hey, do you want to cheer? And I was like, well, I'm at work right now, but if it's paying, I'll take it. (laughs) And then she was like, yeah. And then she was like, sending your talent reel to this. And the rest is history with that. I started doing that. And I did that from 2008 to 2019. I mean, 2018 to 19. And I didn't know that it was a thing for the Titans to get ready for this whole rebrand and things like that. Because going back into like 1999 up until 2004 Tennessee Titans cheerleaders had guys incorporated in in the program they had like I didn't realize that yeah they had maybe nine or ten guys um that were stunt bases Hmm. only and they put the girls in the air and the girls did the dancing and things like that they just had never had a guy dancer that was a household name a part of the program you know what I mean so that's what made me the first so in 2019, I just like was like, let's pick it all up. I, I called Brittany. You can ask her. I was like, hey, Britt, Zephy just said this, and I didn't, I've been doing that, and now they're having auditions again this year. You want to go? And then she was like, not really. And I was like, you're coming with me. So <laughs> we ended up going together. Come on, friend. I'm going to change your life right now. Let's Literally, go. Literally. <laughs> that's because I remember we have a picture in the car, and she was like, we're going to take this because we look cute, but who say we're going to make it? So we go in there, we do our thing, and then lo and behold, we're rookie uh, brother and sister. That's basically, it, it just, everything was like spur of the moment. The way I got on just working with the organization, and I started meeting all these great people in media and uh, fan engagement and community impact, but all these great people that we worked with in that part of the program. But then being, going from that and then transferring all of my energy into the actual cheerleading program, becoming a household name, getting a uniform, you know, getting a locker. It was so surreal for me because I had never been treated the way like I was being treated as a professional 
entertainer as well as a professional cheerleader. You know, it, it, a lot of people think that we don't get paid anything or don't get paid enough to do what we do or we don't get treated the best or we're just there as sideline distraction. Well, there's a whole lot more that goes into it. And I'm so happy that I took that leap in 2018 and continued to do it all the way up until 2021 and beyond whenever. <laughs> That's a great story. It is. And so tell <laughs> us, tell us about that, how there's more, you know, so much more okay. than what you were just talking about, you know, that people think that you guys experience. Oh yeah, for sure. So first of all, we get paid great. Like it's like a great uh, part-time job or full-time job. If you like finesse it the best way you can. Like if you put the energy into this, you can really come out of this with a great career, not just a job or a hobby out of this. That's what people need to understand too. Like we don't do this just because we love it. It's because we put time and effort and, and focus into it. And on top of that being that our program, uh, uh, different from a lot of other cheerleading programs in the NFL, the Tennessee Titans cheerleaders, we are under the umbrella of community impact. So that means that anything that like is going out into the community, we have our hands in it, whether we're there, we have an opinion about it, we're meeting the people that are doing it, you know, something like this. I'm able to tell you guys about what we do. And we're just really like the epitome of brand ambassadors for the Tennessee Titans organization. And that's what I oh, love because wow. I am, yeah, I am a, a public relations major. That's what I graduated with. Um, and it was, it's just like really just, fulfilling that for me you know everybody goes to, i mean a lot of people go to college and they're like oh i got this degree and i'm not being able to use it well i'm going and doing everything i want to do and using my degree and everything that i learned out in the street and then like in the books and now just in life these are just so many lessons that i'm learning so there's that as well i mean cheering on the game day that's just a whole nother monster in itself that a lot of people don't see the background of that and then being a captain, that's another hat that I throw on top of that. It's not a weight. It's just like another piece of clothing that you don't want to take off because it looks so good. But it might be a little hot, but you're going to keep that jacket on. <laughs> um, so what a great that. analogy. It, it, oh, I got plenty for you. <laughs> All right. We're here for it. <laughs> Let's see. That's pretty much the gist. Like just a lot of community service and impacting just the people around us. And being in the eyes view of plenty of people from a Amy Adams Strunk all the way down to my director, Jackie Pfeiffer Goodwin. And it it just is it's just so awesome for us to be able to meet so many trailblazing people. And they show that same respect for the individuals that are there all the time. Sometimes when some when you see something a lot, you you start to forget that they're important. But the people around us never forget that we're important. And that's what I appreciate about the Titans organization. That is so good. You know, I was thinking about something that you said when you were talking about the fact that you are really almost a PR representative mm -hmm. and you majored in PR, yeah. correct? Yes. And so I bet that was something you probably didn't even realize that was going to happen in your journey is you were going to right. continue. You're going to be able to take that education that you got and use mm -hmm. it in this beautiful job that you have. Right. And, mm -hmm. and it, to me, it sounds like it's so much more than a job, you know, it's for it's me, your, especially. Oh for yeah. Me, yes. Yeah. <laughs> for me. That's wonderful. And, and mm -hmm. you know, the work that, and we've seen you out and about on those uh, community 
impact events like uh, for 615 Day. We saw you uh-huh. out there yes. um, out in East Nashville. That was <laughs> so fabulous when we ran. <laughs> I know. I didn't have my wig on. Uh, and listener, I like to go to football games in the winter, especially um, mm-hmm. with um, light blue hair underneath my knit mm-hmm. cap. So, yeah. That was, that's my winter, my winter look for the Titans, (laughs) Titans games. (laughs) And we love it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, But I think that it's really important for people to understand, like you said, that it's just so much more than what you're seeing on the field, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And, Mm -hmm. and the people, I really believe that yourself uh, included in this group, um, the people that have been selected to be brand ambassadors for the Titans um, have been chosen very well. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So can you share with our listener what a typical game day looks like for you? Oh, yeah. So let's talk about this pre- previous game, the Colts and the Titans. So we usually get to the stadium around maybe three or four hours before the game. So our call time this game was 7.45. and we get there, we get freshened up, not makeup and things like that. We just put our bags down and get some water and get hydrated and stuff like that, stretch. And then we go straight onto the field and we do our game day run through um, as far as our performance, because we know how to you know, fluctuate on, on the field. But those performances, we have to mark our spots. We need to run the stunts. We need to do our tumbling. We just need to test the grounds out for everything. Anything that can go wrong needs to go wrong at that point, basically. And then after that, we run back up into the tunnel and then we have maybe like two or three, I maybe say like an hour and a half to two hours to get ready for if you have a pregame obligation as far as going to visit a tailgate or going to the tighten up tailgate or going to like a special like box in the stadium and meeting some fans. It's just all about at that point outreach and just letting people see us going to gate one, giving out flags, giving out posters of ourselves signing autographs, the whole shebang is happening around that time after we get our actual hair and makeup done and put our own uniform and just get into full cheerleader mode. Um, So after we do those pregame obligations, get refreshed up after we come back, we do our prayer, we do our team chant. And it's just basically that's when the energy starts going. You see T-Rack, he does his ride out with one of the cheerleaders every game. That's when that's going on. Um, and we, we walk out of the, the, the tunnel, we go stand on, in our line on the field, watch the opposite team run out, and then it's time for the Titans to come out. And then the rest of it is just game day. It's just us cheering. We perform in between the first and the second quarter. And then after that, it's basically just game day cheer the rest of the time. Unless we have like other, other events we have to attend during the game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you guys um, sometimes do a costume change in there as well, correct? Yes. What's yes. that so experience this past like? game, we had a costume change. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you. <laughs> Let's so, hear it. <laughs> right. So we started off with our signature uniform, you know, the Titans emblem on the front with the stripes and things like that. We start off with that with our pregame obligations if you have one. So after we did those pregame obligations, we went back to our locker room, changed out of that, got into our country uniform, just because that was the gimmick for this, this, this game. Like we we're showing off our country routine, giving you the 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 welcome to Nashville type of or like feeling and things like that. And so we put those flannels on with our jeans and then the girls with the boots, us with our tennis shoes. And we did our performance, like I said, after the first quarter. And then after 
the second quarter, halftime, we run back up in the tunnel in the locker room, change it to our signature uniform, um, and then we cheer the rest of the game in our signature uniform. Because sometimes those those other uniforms uh, may not be too equipped with what we need to be able to last the entire game. Like we had on a white T-shirt, the guys might end up like having that sweated out and it not even being able to be red. Or the girls have on um, their stockings underneath their their blue jean shorts, they may rip. They might start to um, run a little bit. So it's just in our best interest to go ahead and do that change. And that's why we do so many outfit changes. And it's kind of cool because it keeps us on our feet. Like instead of just sitting around getting on our phones at halftime, you run back there, put on your uniform, get you some food, and then run back to the field because your energy needs to stay up. You don't need to get tired. You just need to keep that adrenaline rushing because oh, yeah. Red Bull only does so much. <laughs> <laughs> along with 24, along with five hour yeah, energy. <laughs> literally. Or pre-workout, whatever you want to do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. And plus it it really, I think, makes it more um, of a, a show type situation. I don't know for costume changes. I'm, uh, we love going to Broadway shows right. and, and seeing shows at TPAC. And so when they, you know, anytime there's costume changes, it, it just, um, I don't know, it brings another level of entertainment. Right. And so I think that's really awesome. So what time do you get done with? I mean, are, you're, oh, you're done as soon as the game ends and then you guys, you have no other, uh, no, see, well, I knew there was more. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a whole bunch. As but we you have, shake your head, no. Right. Well, there's um, cleanup, basically. So in each corner, every captain and member on the line is supposed to grab what they what's in their corner because we leave things out there for the rotation. But at the end, we have to pick it all up and bring it back so we can take it back out for the next game, obviously. So um, we do And you're that. talking about each corner of the field? Yes, each corner of the field. So there are four lines. I am the uh, captain of line four. So um, in each corner, there's like signage. There's some flags. Um, there might be leftover palms. Like it just depends on what was happening that game. You just grab everything that belongs to the cheerleaders or entertainment, and you just take it into the locker room with you. And then after that, we have our like our digress. Like we all come together and Jackie tells us what we did good, what we did bad. She always says, all right, so you guys want the good news or the bad news? And the whole team, the bad news. (laughs) 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 So we go through that, the pros and cons of the game. And um, she just gives us like that ending. Show notes basically, right? Right. (laughs) Basically. Yes. The exact same thing as show notes. Um, She gives us that ending like pep talk, like, yeah, so see you guys on Tuesday at practice, blase, blase. And then I'm always the one that says, let's go, let's break it down. And one, two, three, TTT, four L. And we're out of that thing. That is so awesome. TTT, four L? TTC, four L. Tennessee Titans cheerleaders for life. Okay. TTC. Yeah. T, Tennessee Titans. TTC, four L. Okay. There we go. We got it. Yeah. That's the chant. Love it. You hear it, yell it. All right. Yes. That is so cool. Do you have a favorite moment that happened last year during the Titans epic season or, or really any season that you've had so far? I'd have to say that I've had a lot of really like epic moments or parts of the season that I've been a part of, but wholeheartedly and like completely unknowingly, my favorite surprise or something that's happened at a game was when my captain Elizabeth got engaged. Nobody was in on that except for our director, Jackie. 
Like nobody knew that was happening. We were doing, um, you know, Genesis Diamonds does, does this little break um, during some of the the quarter breaks and things like that. So we were doing like our little jam that we do when that comes on, and then we thought that it was going to be like a kiss cam. So her bo- her boyfriend walks out on the field, and we're like, "Oh, look at Luke!" So we're still dancing. He he walks up to her, and we're like, "Oh, he's going to kiss her!" And then he gets down on one knee, and we're like. Oh no! <laughs> and, and like, since you guys oh. talked about talked about Donald, like he caught the best picture of all of us. Like, <laughs> like the whole line is on one corner. We're like, it looks so safe, but it was pure, honest, like emotion. And I, oh, I, I, I was I, able I, to go. I saw that photo. Yeah, I saw yeah, that yeah. Photo. Yeah, and like we recently, I think it was like two weekends ago, just had her their wedding. And I was able to go there and, yeah, and really wow. celebrate that with her. It, nice. was, it was really, really nice. So, yeah, she's a married gal now. She's an alumni of the TTCs. But that was probably my favorite moment, being able to share that with her. That's sure. so incredible. That is really cool. Was that from 2019? Yeah, the preseason against that was the Steelers. Whoa, you know it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are talking to the It was the also raining that game. Is, uh, because we did our hip-hop routine. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're so right. You were talking to the Titans almanac right here. <laughs> I love that. I it was also that. on Sunday Night Football on NBC. What day? What month? <laughs> August. Okay. 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 <laughs> I think that is I don't right. remember the date. Honestly, I don't remember the date. Was it August? We're gonna, let's say it's August. I'm going to let you have that one because I really it was. It was August. Okay. It was okay. August. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just totally impressed that yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love that. I mean, he blows me away all the time with his knowledge, but that For is sure. really incredible. I know you That's I'm, so I'm glad cool. you knew what my favorite moment was. <laughs> well, see? All right. That is awesome. And so now, of course, we have to ask because you have already mentioned it. Mm-hmm. You are a captain this year. Oh, yeah. Can you tell us about how that opportunity opened up for you? So, you know, in anything that you do, there's progression. Like there's a totem pole that you want to work up in anything that you do. And that was just one of those things that was able that I was able to achieve. Um, I knew that I had leadership in me, like I had the bone to do it because I come from I was in a fraternity and I was the president of my pledge class. And, you know, it, while I was a brother of the organization, I did a lot of leadership things, had a lot of re- leadership roles. And then other organizations that I was a part of, I was very active in college, just to say that, very. And it just was one of those things that I wanted to take on. Like, I looked up to my uh, my captain, Elizabeth, and she can tell you this. I tell this. I still tell her this to this day. Um, I looked up to her so much because if I was a person like her, I would want to be just like her. And uh, I was able to... Um, in 2019, be on her line. And in 2020, look up to her so much more because she was basically one of the only captains. Her and Zephy took the reins as the captains just because we had a team of 12. Who needed four captains? Right. So we, we dealt with, with two. Yeah. And then coming in this season and Zephy came back and not as many vets came back, but we have 17 rookies. It was just like, all of us vets made sure that we were stepping up and making sure that there was a name that that everybody was cherishing. But being able to be voted in as a captain meant so much more because that showed that everybody saw what it was that I was wanting to do with this team and able to do with this team and willing to give to this team. 
So I appreciate them for giving me that opportunity. That is so cool. I love that. that is, yeah. To be recognized by your peers, that's yes. definitely mm-hmm. probably one of the highest compliments that you could ever get. For sure. Them seeing the the work that you've put in, your work ethic, your commitments, mm-hmm. and your love for what you do. That's Absolutely. so beautiful. I love that. High mm-hmm. five to that. We're going to give you high five virtually. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so good. And so what is your responsibility as a captain? Well, as a captain, it's just exactly like a manager, basically. So I'm the point of contact for everybody on the team. Us four, we are the the direct points of contact because we also have like a buddy system. It's kind of like having little brothers or little sisters on the team. So we have those connections that we got off the rip. But at the end of the summer was when we got our, our titles as captains. So right after your big buddy, it would be the, your captain that you go to for anything. And then if I didn't know, I would be the person that would go to our director, whoever else I need to reach out to so that I got the right information. Because you don't want a bunch of people hounding one person. You want a bunch of, you want like, because I only have seven people on my line. So I want those seven people to feel comfortable coming to me. Zephanie needs to have her seven people. Mo needs to have her seven people. And Brenna needs to have her seven people. And then us four go to Jackie, who was one person. So it's just like a a tier. It's easier done like that as opposed to just everybody going to one person. And uh, other than like the responsibility of taking care of them and like answering questions, we just nurture them into being good, wholesome members of this program because every year we have a rookie class. And every year, somebody's going to need to learn something. And I've learned this season fully that there are mirror images of yourself that come in every season. And you're able to, like, like catch it, catch things that they do that you did. And you're like, I learned from experience. Don't do that. Or I learned from experience. This is what you need to do and things like that. And I've always been a person about growth and being a sponge and just uh, taking in every experience and being wholeheartedly this version of myself and everything that I can be. So anytime that I can give that to the next generation, it's so fulfilling. And then with this industry, a rookie may not be an 18-year-old. One of our rookies is 27 years old. And then I'm 24. I just turned 24 last weekend. So it's like... Oh, happy belated like birthday. Thank you. Um, I I have people that are twi- not twice my age, but you know, two or three years older than me looking up to me and things like that. So it's really fulfilling for me to know that anybody, no matter what color, no matter what age, no matter what shape, no matter what the talent range is, I'm able to develop them and they actually take in everything that I'm giving to them. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> it, it really doesn't matter your age. I think when you get to be an adult... I think that's one thing that we're trying to share with our kids is that it's how you handle what you've been given. Exactly. Because anybody can cook, but is it going to taste good? (laughs) He's got this. He's bringing bringing the fire, bringing more fire. (laughs) What is your favorite part about the job that you have as a cheerleader and dancer for the Tennessee Titans? My favorite part about doing this, being a professional cheerleader, being an NFL cheerleader, being an entertainer, a professional entertainer, any part of the spectrum you want to call it, my favorite part of it is really the fulfillment I get from everyone, no matter who they are, no matter age, range, color. And I'm just because I'm just so much about diversity 
the diverse audience that the Titans have in this Southern state, it's just so crazy that we bring so many different people together and they appreciate one thing, the, like all together at the same time. And all, like you said, the 60 some odd thousand people that are in that stadium are all there for a like interest. And you feel that energy radiating down onto you on the, on the field, on primetime te- television. There's nothing more that an entertainer can ask for. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. That's it's incredible. It is incredible. Well, we can't thank you enough again for taking the time out of your very busy schedule, especially during uh, the season to talk with us and share all of your awesome experiences with our listener. For sure. And so Kaysen, he's got, he's going to wrap up things for us. So before we go, I have three questions. I ask each guest, are you ready? Yes. I'm ready for the hot seat. Let's go. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) What advice would you give your 12 year old self? There's some people that dance for people to see them. Be the person that dances because you know people are watching. That is fire right there. That is really cool. Yeah. Don't dance to be seen. Don't do what you do so that people see you doing it. Do it because you know that they're watching. You're going to do it the best you can because you have a reputation to uphold. That is really good advice, honestly. Um, I think he's giving that directly to you. Really? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, go into this wholeheartedly. You doing your play thing i mean hey it goes for anybody but let's talk to you casey yeah since you're doing this play and you're getting into your your creative facet mm-hmm. <laughs> be yourself wholeheartedly and really give it everything you got because you got the face boy you got the goods <laughs> That's right. thank you so much <laughs> no problem so was there a mentor or teacher that really inspired you when you were growing up my whole village my mom my my dad my grandma my grandpa everybody that have a like a lot of creatives behind me that I didn't know um and everybody that has been a part of my village of building me and anybody that just decided not to be a part of my village those were people that helped me and like I admired as well I'm saying that all to say that I think my big the person I look up to the most would just be myself because I I look up to being the best version of myself and I don't want to give anybody else the credit for what I the work that I put into this being that you see before you. Beautiful. That is wonderful. Yeah, I love that. So, here's our final question. It stumps so many people. Let's see what your decision is. Pizza or steak? Pizza because I don't eat red meat and I can put chicken on a pizza. Okay, I do that too. Nice. What's your favorite toppings on a pizza? Either chicken or recently I tried pineapple. And I don't care about the listener that doesn't deal with that, but I will deal with it. <laughs> pineapple is a good one. Pineapple and buffalo chicken, please try it. Ooh. Buffalo please chicken, please but no pineapple. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's like savory and sweet. Oh, have you ever had like, I don't even know what to describe. Just try it, man. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Donovis, for joining us today. We had a blast and uh, just again, thank you so much. For sure. I'm um, come back anytime you want. I'll be a co-host. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> high five to that. Yes. <laughs>